Populus Sion, the second Sunday in Advent, December 5th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds, through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Populus Zion is from the book of the prophet Malachi, the fourth chapter. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud Yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet, On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse." This is the word of the Lord. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. Our God shall come. Gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the 15th chapter. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore receive one another, just as Christ also received us, to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. For this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. No, he comes with clouds descending, once for every sinner slain, 
Thousand, thousand saints attending Swell the triumph of his train Alleluia, Alleluia Alleluia, Christ the Lord returns to reign. Every eye shall now behold him, robed in glorious majesty. Those who set at naught and sold him, pierced and nailed him to the tree, Those dear tokens of his passion still his dazzling body bears cause of endless exaltation to his ransomed worshippers with what rapture with what rapture with what rapture gaze we on those glorious scars. Yea, amen, let all adore thee, high on thine eternal throne. The power and glory claim the kingdom as thine own. Alleluia, Alleluia. shall train and the
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. If heaven is partaking of the feast of the Lamb and guzzling the choice wine of heaven with no heed for the morning, hell is an eternal morning after a long night with the cheap stuff. You do not want the cheap stuff, and you certainly do not want to feel its effects the day after. Where choice wine brings rosy cheeks, happiness, and levity, the chief stuff brings pallor, depression, guilt, and pain. Free grace is not cheap. In fact, this particular vintage is worth more than you could ever hope to afford. Yet the master of the feast, in his great beneficence, has purchased an infinite amount to give out in endless streams to those within his wedding hall. If you listened, you will have noticed something there. The master of the feast wishes to give to everyone within his wedding hall. Certainly he wills that everyone enter his wedding hall, but sadly there will be many who will refuse. Many will choose to imbibe the chief stuff, the cheap stuff out of dirty paper bags upon his doorstep rather than enter into the master's hall and receive the choice wine of his table. He will not bring the choice wine out to them. It flows freely but only within the wedding hall. Only those within the wedding hall are permitted to drink. How has he paid for this feast and this wine? Not with gold or silver, but with the blood of his Son, made flesh and born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The incarnate Word bankrolls the wedding feast by descending into the depths of death and hell. Furthermore, while in those depths purchasing such wonderful fare for his people, he extends invitations to the dead imprisoned therein. Bursting from the tomb, he leads the captives into the hall to dine and celebrate. You too have been invited. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, that infamous titulus above his dying body is an invitation to you to join him in his death 
that he may join you in yours. The waters of your baptism are your entrance into the hall, your donning of the wedding garments that permit you to stay and to partake. The cheap grace peddled by the world is attractive to so many because it is comfortable, because it is DIY, and because it is flexible. Cheap grace equates love with acceptance and long-suffering with tolerance. Cheap grace refuses forgiveness because it refuses to forgive. Cheap grace is dog-eat-dog, salvation of the fittest, and it is an excuse for hedonism, an excuse for binging the cheap stuff. Christ is coming. St. John the Baptizer's words continue to echo through the halls of every Advent season. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You must be ready to receive him if you wish to celebrate and dine with him. Jesus warns you, take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. You want to stand in the presence of Jesus. You do not want to collapse under the weight of your vomitous fits of unbelief brought about by a refusal to give up the cheap stuff and turn towards something better tasting and better for you. Do not be like the pagans, who do have reason to fear the morning and what it brings upon them after their carousing the night before. Do not be like the pagans, who do have a reason to fear the coming of the Christ. Every eye shall now behold him, robed in glorious majesty, those who set at naught and sold him, pierced and nailed him to the tree, deeply wailing shall their true Messiah see. There simply is not time to waste, as Jesus himself proclaims to you. He comes. The end is near. Yet this is not a surprise to you. Look at the world in all its budding paganism. The signs are all around you that these end times persist. The end is coming. Judgment is at the door. Despite this reality, another far greater persists. The only hope in these times is that Christ comes. For as the Apostle writes, whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. The signs of the end, the warnings from the prophets, the proclamation of Christ, all of these point to the coming of Jesus and declare this coming to be much nearer than you could imagine. For you, though not for the pagan, this is a good thing. Judgment comes, but for you believers, everything is fine. This is your hope. You seek the choice wine that is Jesus and not the cheap stuff of the world. You are thus called in these times to wait with patience. You are also admonished to exercise faith when you look around and recognize signs of the end times. 
You faithful believers, in your vigilant watch of life and living in the faith, are invited to rise and to look up. The faithful are not the slumped sluggards, for Christ our Lord says, Look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. When your Redeemer finally returns, it will be a consummation of your love for him and his love for you, not a terror. Your Redeemer is the incarnate deity. He is the eternal word who became clay, born of clay. He is the potter, become the vessel, wherein and from which the choice wine is distributed. Even now, from pierced hands, feet, and side, come pouring out a foretaste of this feast to come. This alone should convince you to abandon the cheap stuff and seek after a higher quality of living. When he returns, the spouts from which you now lap up droplets that fall from the table will be replaced with goblets overflowing with that precious nectar of heaven. Indeed, those dear tokens of his passion still his dazzling body bears, cause of endless exultation to his ransomed worshippers. With what rapture gaze we on those glorious scars. Hear the call to faith. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Remain vigilant. Ora et labora. Work and pray. Live the faith. Where hell's plaque reads, Abandon hope, heaven's pearly gates read, Abandon sin, all ye who enter here. Cast it at the door. Don your garments. Enter the hall and partake of that choice wine. No cheap stuff will be allowed in, nor will those who possess it nor will those who hawk it. Do not fear the Lord's return. Await, even as does the whole church, with hope and with joy. For you will not be bent over, weighed down, or caught amidst the drunken stupor. You will be met keeping faithful vigil and standing before the Lord. It is you faithful who continue to seek the Lord who will be admitted to the wedding hall. What have you to fear? Who condemns the righteous? The sentence of Christ's judgment is his return, when he will come the second time in his glory, will be grounded on the relationship between himself as the head of the church and his brethren as its members, a relationship so close that what has been done unto them he considers as done unto him. And what he has done for them in righteousness, he ascribes to them. Pour out the cheap stuff and strive towards a more mature and refined palate. Seek the morning, for your vigil in the night will cause you no discomfort in the day. Pray that your heart would be stirred your entire life toward faithful lives and living in eager expectation of the Christ whose return is imminent. Cry out with the Spirit and with the Church, 
Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For hope in the Lord's return and encouragement in the same. For readiness, watchfulness, and diligence in the vigil of the midnight hour. For the swift coming of Christ and for hearts prepared worthily to receive their King, let us pray to the Lord. For the Holy Church throughout the world, for the faithful proclamation of the gospel of Christ, for the strength and resoluteness of all pastors and bishops to stand firm in their duties even amidst distress and opposition, and faithfulness to their callings, for right administration of the holy sacraments and a proper love of them, and for the resilience of faith and piety, let us pray to the Lord. For all seminaries throughout the world, for all seminarians and for those who desire to enter the office of the holy ministry, for faithful and mighty men of valor to learn and to teach within the church, and for an increase in laborers to send forth into the harvest, let us pray to the Lord. For defense against all snares, evils, and persecutions, for steadfastness, even against the current of the age, for peace and unity within the cloven body, for a healing of all schisms, for right and continued catechesis, and that the church would live in a spirit of love and charity, let us pray to the Lord. For our nation and its people, for just and noble rulers, for wisdom and grace to all others in positions of authority, for the protection of all who serve to defend this nation and her laws, for an end to all unrest, disobedience, and violence, for the reign of truth and justice, for the just punishment of evil, for repentance, and that all would heed the call of the Lord, let us pray to the Lord. For all households, that they may be the most precious of earthly treasures, for faithful fathers and caring mothers, for honorable and obedient children, for all women with child, for the comfort to the barren and the childless, for the right and noble upbringing of the youth, for strength of faith and devotion within each home, let us pray to the Lord. For the protection of all who are in danger, for all the persecuted and martyred, for defense against all calamity by fire and water, earthquake and tempest, and for preservation against all assaults and adversities of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and destitute, for the homeless and unemployed, for the wayward and the misguided, for comfort to the distraught, the hopeless and the depressed, for the forsaken and abandoned, for the distressed and sorrowful, and for the care and preservation of all people, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to all sickness and disease, for all who serve worthily in fields of science and medicine, and all others who seek to care for the ill, for the homebound and infirm, for the sick and distressed, especially our brethren Sherry, Barbara, Judy, Weston, Jim, Lynn, Pam, Stephen, and Kenzie, for peace and comfort to those near death, 
and for all who mourn. Let us pray to the Lord. O Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you sent forth your Son into our flesh in a condescension of your grace and mercy and in faithfulness to your promises. May we await his coming with eager expectation and hearts swept clean from sin and guilt. May we receive him with joy even now as he feeds us with his very body and blood in the mystery of the Most Holy Eucharist. Let our hearts awaken and burn within us at his presence as he grants nourishment to the bodies and souls of his blessed people unto life everlasting. Through this same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 